Listener Production. We're the smiley face made out of chocolate chips and your fluffy weekend pancakes. Yummy, 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 yummy. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, Matt, put out your hamster wheels, put them, take them out of the cage, pop them at the front door because the Melbourne star, the massive Ferris wheel, which is tucked away uh, in Docklands near, I think, an ice skating rink and a Costco is no more. Um, after about 15 years in the end, the big Ferris wheel um, won't be taking passengers. The, the current situation being able to gather in a small enclosed space, um, it means they can't operate anymore. Yeah, I saw that they said COVID, COVID killed the star, but um, I never saw that star twinkling much, to be completely honest. I got no well, it did to- twinkle. But I wasn't on it when I saw it. I'll say, I'll just say that. So, um, look, it's always, always tough for these these tough economic times, Matt. Particularly, you, no one thinks about the Ferris wheel business. R.I.P. to the Ferris wheel business. Um, I had to say goodbye to a much loved part of my life as well. Oh no! Oh, on the weekend uh, over the Father's Day. I'll get into that a little bit later on. Just Goodness. a little household good which I love and will adore and. We'll cherish forever. All right, you might be hearing a eulogy later up. We've also got Rant Dog on today's show, making his um, long-awaited return to um, Tell It Like It Is. And we're going to be chatting to uh, incredible TV host Todd Sampson. You may know him from Gruen or a couple of his other specials. Uh, He's got a brand new one, and I was absolutely shocked by this. It's one of those half-shocking, half absolutely interesting shows, Matt O'Kine, to the point well, where me and Woods were watching it, I had to get out my phone and record our reactions because we were very vocal as this went on. So you can do some finger dissecting. So that's going right. <gasps> oh. Oh. Whole hand in there. Yeah. <gasps> See how this is lifted now? Oh. So we'll reattach that muscle and then we'll redo the skin. Good news is I'm about to close up this side. It's easy to confuse. That side. That's one side. That is us watching the facelift section of Mirror Mirror, the brand new show from Todd Stampson, looking into the beauty industry and the things people do to uh, to get rid of perceived imperfections of uh, of their physical appearance. So um, yeah, what would you change about, about yourself if you had that opportunity? Ooh. Uh, we're going to dive into that with Todd Sampson a little bit later on. Would you change something, Daiso? Um, what would I change about myself? You think about that, and let's get into it on the next segment. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast, let's start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Tyson, we opened the show talking about, you know, body image. We're going to be chatting to Todd Sampson very soon about his documentary, Mirror Mirror, two-part doco about cosmetic surgery, etc. Just, you know, made me question if you could change something about your body. You, you listening, you know, think about this. If you could change something about your body, what would it be? Would it be you want to change? Imagine if you could just change your brain to not think that you needed any changes. Ha ha! Mm. Beat the system. What would you change, <laughs> Alex Dyson? Um, well, I do. I do have a lipoma in my arm here that I do need to get out. It's like a fatty deposit. Can you see that bump? What? Oh no, I didn't know that. I've never, I've yeah, never known like anything a big, about a lip. It's a big chunk of fat in my arm. And I went and asked because I got an ultrasound a few years ago and they're like, yeah, it's in there, but it's benign and it's harmless. So I only get it out if it annoys you. Um, it's getting and a bit bigger. annoying it's you? getting a bit bigger though. It's starting to, oh, geez, it's starting get... to beef up. Yeah, it's a shame it didn't go on top of your arm. <laughs> Some <laughs> bicep action, you know. 
You can always yeah. just say, yeah, man, so swole. Even my triceps are getting triceps, <laughs> you know, like that, that kind of vibe. Exactly right. What about you? I had a numerous things growing up. I mean, you know, my nose. I always wanted to have a smaller mm. nose, but now I quite like big noses. Yeah. Saw someone else with a big nose the other day. I was like, yeah, good on you. Like the big nose. Yeah. Um, always, you know, pigeon chest. So, you know, got that thrown around that a little bit. Pigeon chest? Up. Yeah. Have you ever heard of that? Does your chest eat breadcrumbs? Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just, you know, like someone's like, oh, look at that guy's got a pigeon chest. I mean, mine wasn't that bad, but it's like that's the, that was just something that I was self-conscious of. Yeah, right. You know, growing up. Of course, there's the dots as well, which I've written a whole episode <laughs> about. On Yeah, uh, let's not talk about the dots. But something else <laughs> that you mentioned is you wanted to get fit. And I said, well, if you start doing that, you could beat the new world record holder from Australia, Daniel Scarly, champion of the world, Daniel, for doing the plank. You know, the plank where it's like push-up position, but you're on your elbows with your sort of your hands touching in front. You know a plank? Oh, yeah. Were you there when we did it with Elise Perry at Triple J? No. She dominated us. Just planked you out of the room. Planked me off the, off the face of the planet. I got about two and a half minutes, which I was very happy about, but she wow. went over three. It was um, a solid plank, three minutes of planking. Tough stuff. Daniel Scarly from Australia planked... For nine hours and 30 minutes and one second. Yeah, I'm honestly gobsmacked. I, I, I genuinely, nine hours and 30, that's, that's longer than a work day. I looked up how long Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone is on audiobook, nine hours and 33 minutes. This guy planked during the entire first book of Harry Potter from start, Dude. from where Hagrid finds him, he finds out he's a wizard all the way through to meet and Fluffy and the buddy... Corridors of Hogwarts. Dude, I can't lie on the couch for that long. It hurts. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, I got to get up. I'm in pain. And get this Daniel wanted to do it to help raise awareness of CRPS, complex regional pain syndrome, which he is affected by because it leaves his arm in constant pain, even at the slightest bit of pressure. So, not only pain from the plank, pain from a bit of CRPS. And he just said, um, I knew I had to place, get in place a mind coast by doing help my mental state to get through the barriers I needed to get through. My feet were numb, my knees were burning, my thighs were burning, left arm was on fire, but was all worth it. Nine hours and 30 minutes of planking. No, it's not for me. <laughs> well, we, we knew that we couldn't plank for this long, but we did want to pay homage to Daniel and his incredible achievement. Um, and so instead of doing trying to do the longest plank, we thought we'd do something we did quite similarly last week because we made a prank call to my dad, Matt. So we thought today we could pay homage by making some plank calls. And we're going to call a couple of our listeners, okay, whilst in the plank position, all right? And what we're going to try to do is the listener who gets cold called, who doesn't know this yet, but needs to say the word plank on the phone before we collapse into a into a heap, all right? Now, it, like, it depends on who you get in this situation because if you get me as your planker, uh, I, you're gonna, you got about 30 seconds to get this word in, okay? So yeah. I'm going to be, from the moment they pick up, we're going to need to see, you know, express, mm. we're going to need to convey the meaning of the word so that they can say the word as quickly as possible. So, Matt, I want you to get down onto your onto the floor, get ready to be in the plank position, 
I'm going to call the first contestant. It's Nicole from South Australia. Okay. She doesn't know she's getting cold, just knows that there's an all day breakfast robe up for grabs. Okay. So when you hear Nicole say hello, Matt, your time starts. All right. Here we go. Okay. So without saying the word plank or planking, okay. okay, And I'm going to say you can't say the word prank either. Oh. Matt O'Kine, you ready for me to type in this number? I'm already sore. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually. This is uncomfortable. Okay. All right. Here comes the number. Working the core. Oh, my God. I've got to take everything out of my pockets. Can't be weighed down. I think that'll help you. Okay. Hello. Hey, Nicole. It's Matt from Matt and Alex. Hey, just wondering, you know, what's a piece of wood called? Pardon? What's a piece of wood called? Timber? No, no, no. Like, it's like a long thing. It's like a... It's like a board. A plank? Yes! Stop the clock. Sorry, Nicole. Congratulations. You just did a very, very good time in the first inaugural Matt and Alex plank call. Well done. Matt was planking during that phone call. Come on, Nicole! And um, you said the key word, which was uh, planking 18.59 seconds. Congratulations. Come on, Nicole. You you done it good. You done us proud. Uh, thank you. That's all right. Um, we'll let you get back to it. Are you? What have you got going on there at the moment? Oh, I'm just at the um, Willie's checkout. Goodness me. Oh. <laughs> all right, we'll There's let you get back to it. Right okay, now. we'll call you back if you win. All right, thank you, Nicole. Bye. Okay, bye. Thanks. Wow, what a great time whilst working yes. the Woolies checkout. That was very <laughs> impressive, Matt O'Kine. In 18.59 seconds, you held it. Imagine for the- scanning stuff and... Person scanning your stuff just watches you answer the phone in a in a hurry and suddenly being like, uh, Timber, plank. <laughs> <laughs> and then bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope uh, that no customers were uh, were harmed in the making of that plank call. But uh, now it's up to me. I'm about to go down to the uh, to the planking position. Matt O'Kine, do you want me to use the same word or are you going to throw me a different word? I reckon you go the same word. Keep it a fair playing field. See if you can beat 18 seconds. All right. Thank you very well, much. let's do it. I will get the number up. I'm going to be calling Riley from Victoria, who, as we mentioned, has no idea as to what's going on. He just knows he might be getting a call. Okay. You're not allowed to use any of the clues that I used. Ooh, that's the benefit of going first. We didn't even toss a coin or drop a coin to figure that out. All right. Well, well let's see what we can do. You've um, seen my pathway to success already. I don't want you, you know... Cutting the grass. All right. We're ready to call. <clears throat> Hello. Hello, Riley. Uh, it's Alex from All Day Breakfast. What was that meme where people lay down on their face a few years ago? Planking. Can you shorten the word for me? Plank. Oh, yes! He's done it! <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> Riley, unbeknownst to you, you've just won yourself an all-day breakfast robe. That had to be no. less than 18 seconds. Yeah! <laughs> oh, my boy! Congratulations. Well, where are you? Where are you? Uh, where are you? I'm in Melbourne. I am. No, but what no. are you doing right now? I'm laying in a hammock. 
Oh, well, for Christ's sake, of course you can get it. Nicole had the added pressures of bloody the supermarket life. She's got bleeps going off everywhere. Conveyor belts, uh, kids running around, maybe. Oh, but tell I'll tell you what. It's an easy question. You've got oh. yourself an all-day breakfast robe. That was officially the very first Matt and Alex plank call, and you got it. Oh, awesome. Thanks, boys. No worries, man. Thank you. Um, did you get involved in planking back in the day? Ah, uh, no, nah, it's a bit before my time, I must say. Yeah, yeah. For, fair call. Do you do do you do the plank when you're exercising? Do you reckon you could do it as long as Daniel Scarly nine hours and thirty minutes in the plank position? Oof, that's a good effort, isn't it? I'll have to give it a go. Get out of the hammock. I'll lay down. <laughs> hey, good luck, mate. Yeah, just get back in touch with us. Let us know how it went. Ah, uh, will do. I'll do it in, the, in my new robes. What do you reckon? Oh, I reckon yeah, that'd be pretty you go. good. Send us a send us a photo, Riley, of you in your new robe, please. Okay. Planking, Thanks, boys. Congratulations. We'll chat to you later, Riley. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And keep an ear out. Uh, see if we get another Matt and Alex plank call because that is total and utter domination, Matt. Well, look, uh, Nicole doesn't leave empty-handed. She'll get a listener wireless charger. So uh, congrats to Nicole. You can't get those at the supermarket. <laughs> and, yeah, keep an ear out for uh, the phone call because you never know when uh, we might be planking you. A couple <laughs> of plankers. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Well, Alex Dyson, we took a couple of weeks off. Uh, recently, but it seems like our favourite Rattus Doggius got a couple of extra off days, uh, seeing as they were absent last week when we would normally be doing our favourite segment, <gasps> Rant Dog. Yeah, that's right. Um, I know Julie Andrews uh, back in the day, Mary Poppins, you know, Sound of Music, had to stop singing uh, for a while because she got surgery on the vocal calls, stuffed it up, right? Mm. Um, and Got so that's nodes. why that's why Australia's premium shock jock rant dog needed to rest the larynx. For well, a I heard. Of weeks. I heard our next guest, Rantus Doggionis, had uh, actually actually uh, took some time off to get gland surgery uh, in the saliva glands. Mm. You know, we're talking about. Body modifications. Apparently, apparently, Randog got saliva gland enlargements to to ensure a bigger a bigger mist mm. when he bloody sprays his opinions. Yeah, say it, don't spray it is not <laughs> in the vocabulary for for this particular gentleman. If you say I asked for the news, not the weather, you were getting tropical cyclone Randog. <laughs> Directly in your eyeballs and ear holes. Uh, in this segment, where we do ask you to get in touch with a few uh, things that are getting you a little bit irate recently, so that Rant Dog can get on his high horse and start um, bringing about start change. Start patrolling in this world. the Tweed and cooling out a border. <laughs> Tell you what, jump on that steed <laughs> and just start slapping people back down to Byron or. Up to bloody Chugan. You get back there. <laughs> anyway, um, this week's uh, topic is brought to us by Tim from Melbourne, who has quite the smelly issue. <laughs> hey, guys. Tim here from Melbourne with a message for Rant Dog about shoe shopping. I know for a fact that I'm a US men's size 13 foot. So why, when you walk into a shoe emporium and try on shoes, the staff then say to you, 
Oh, hey, just letting you know that our shoes run half a size smaller than regular. I'm sorry, what gives your brand of footwear the right to blatantly disregard the international shoe regulation body and arrogantly decide that you want to change the system? Are you a professionally trained cobbler who knows something about my shoe size that I don't? Man, I'm just trying to get a crisp white pair of casual sneakers. Quit messing with my brain. Also, why are there different sizes for US, UK and Europe in the first place? Can't the international community come together in a show of mutual respect for one another and create a code of practice that defines a universal shoe size that the entire globe can follow? I just want shoes that fit my feet. Sort it out, Rand Dog. Tell you what. I am angry, Matt O'Connor. Oh, you're lacing up. Not just because Tim from Melbourne covered every single issue I had with this, but just in a lower volume. But but because, for once, we need the world to get on the same page because I'm sick and tired of sticking my toes up the end of a Dunlop volley and having my... Bloody phalanges, or whatever the toe versions are called, get crunched underneath just because I didn't go to the to school in Europe. Do you know what I mean? I'm putting my foot down, and it's hurting because the people can't figure out toe coverings. Why would UK and US only be one different? Do you it's know like what I mean? Half like- the size difference. <laughs> Why would you just? It's like oh, I'm a size thirteen. Nah, it's, that's a fourteen. <laughs> no, it's it's a th- uh, it's a thirteen. How just, much ink just... has been wasted on that tongue <laughs> to put those on? And then what are these? What are these Europeans playing at? Forty two. <laughs> Why is it up that high? <laughs> there are not forty two different sizes of foot, Europe. Phone charger holes! Get them all the same as well! Please! SD! Micro SD! It's all of it! Tim covered most of it! Tim, you're very thorough! Just yell it louder! There should just be one hole for everything. You know what I mean? This SD should be able to fit in your shoes, should be able to charge, you should be able to charge your phone in a sneaker. Every foot should, every shoe should fit all size feet. Yep. You should be able to walk around shoes. You know the things that they use to measure your foot when you go into the shoe store? Sure. Yeah. That sh- that should be the shoe. <laughs> all right. That, they, should just, they should just wrap that in leather and make it appropriate for all sizes and let me get out of here. You're absolutely right, Matt. You're absolutely right. Oh, that's it for Ant Dog this week. Must be worse for you having to buy having to buy four <laughs> shoes for each claw. Don't get me started on tail sock sizes. All right. <laughs> Order up. Just how you like it, perfect. All day breakfast.
Well, Matt, my jaw hit the floor when I checked out the brand new series from Todd Sampson called Mirror, Mirror, looking into the beauty industry and how people make use of the various uh, quote-unquote cures which you can have for perceived issues. Uh, Here's a little bit of the trailer to uh, let you know what it's all about. For many, what we see in the mirror is no longer who we are. You just want to look like an edited photo in real life. It's an image shaped by some of the most potent forces on Earth. Social media rewires our brain. The brains of heavy social media users are similar to those of drug addicts. If you're comparing your reality to someone else's ideal, most of the time you're going to be worse off. In this series, we'll pull back the curtain on the beauty machine and the cosmetic surgery industry that profits from it. And I tell you what, with my jaw hitting the floor, it made me think I've got to shave a little bit off my jaw. It's too big if it's going to be doing that. But such is the way the mind works when you're looking into it. To tell us a little bit more about this incredible two-part series, Mirror Mirror, the host, Todd Sampson, joins us right now. G'day, Todd. Hi there. Oh, g'day. Look, we're so excited that you could join us. And we're excited about Mirror Mirror. It is a two-part documentary. You mentioned there in the in the intro uh, to the actual show that uh, you're diving into the world of cosmetic surgery, but... I mean, I guess body obsession and body image, there's so much outside of cosmetic surgery that, you know, affects the way we see ourselves. Can you tell us a little bit about the series and, and what you learned on the, on the journey? Yeah, so the idea of the, of, of the show is to shine a light on this sort of global crisis we have with body dissatisfaction and how uh, industries, including industries that I've previously worked in, and uh, television stations and networks and magazines have found a really a glitch in our brain. And that glitch has been exploited uh, for trillions of dollars in profit. So the, the, the series is not a blame game. It's we're looking at dissatisfaction through the eyes of those living through it. Um, and look, when, we, when you're looking at the different types of people who in, in the documentary that you meet on your journey and looking in this uh, this world of cosmetic surgery and body image, there's a real wide array of people and there's a diff- there's so many different types of ways that this impacts them. Can you talk about some of the, the sort of characters that stand out to you in this documentary yeah. series that you met yeah. and, and why you're focusing on them? Firstly, no one is immune to body dissatisfaction. Uh, the manipulation or the matrix that has been built around all of us impacts everyone to some degree and some to a greater degree. Now, obviously, it has impacted women exponentially more than men historically, but that's changing. Uh, the focus, the fastest growing area of cosmetics is male cosmetics. Uh, so it, it, it's moving and, and cosmetic surgery is booming uh, for men. Uh, I wanted to have as diverse voices as possible. So on, on one spectrum, we had Tara, who people would see. She claims she is the human Barbie doll. She's had almost $200,000 worth of surgery. Um, she's almost unrecognizable from a photo 10 years ago. Uh, then we had a, a young man, Chris, who's one of my favorite stories, who has bigorexia. He's a bodybuilder. He's in huge, but he sees a twig in the mirror. And he, at first, you don't believe him. You think, there's no way he sees a twig in the mirror. There's no way he sees that. Like he's exaggerating he's, he's, or he's, yeah. And when you see him on screen, this guy is huge and he's really well-defined and it's like you can see every muscle bulging from his body. You couldn't imagine that he'd be anything other than confident. Yeah. I mean, the other story that really got me was, um, well, there's two. One was the uh, Tara, uh, the transgender woman who... 
tells us the story of passing and, and in the transgender community. Passing is, for some, is very important, you know, passing off as looking female. And she tells the story where she, when she was a he, uh, she didn't fit in to the masculine ideal. Then she, as she explains, jumps the fence and didn't fit into the feminine ideal. Mm. So it's a, it's a, and she ended up getting, which we filmed, uh, facial feminization surgery, which is softening the edges of her face that are formed by testosterone in puberty. It's a nine-hour surgery, and it, it takes nine hours and $30,000. It's an incredible story. I was very proud to tell her story. Yeah, it was quite remarkable. But you mentioned something that is a big part of the show, and that is watching what actually happens. You know, you, you see a before and after photo, but often these shows don't show the full truth as to what goes on when you're on the operating table. Something I couldn't believe was that some of these places, they're not licensed or trained to the point where they're allowed to use general anesthetics, so they just have a heavy sedation. I found that quite incredible, Todd. Yeah, that's that's a bit of a shocker for most people. I, it was a shocker for me. So the majority of cosmetic surgeons, so the, the word surgeon is unregulated in Australia. So you can call yourself a surgeon without any surgical training. Yeah. And so they they're, they refer to themselves as cosmetic surgeons. But in reality, they have no surgery training. They are GPs that have moved into this area often because it's incredibly profitable uh, mm. as, as a GP. So, yeah, and there's, you know, there's some scenes in there where I mean, we made a conscious decision to show the surgery. And the reason for that is that there's a lot of branding around surgery. There's a lot of mythology around surgery. It seems really easy. Just Google it. You can see facelift. You can see Brazilian butt lift. You can see liposuction. And you see the sort of glorified or versions of it. We decided to actually show what happens in the surgery. And it's, for some, it's shocking. But uh, for others, it will be a deterrent. Well, there's that TV show, Nip Tuck, which seems like, oh, you just do a little nip here, a little tuck there. But yeah, you're right. I had to I had to turn away at a, a couple of these things. Do you know, has have the people involved seen the surgery, their own surgery since? And, and did it shine a little bit of a different light on, on what they went through? No, they, they hadn't seen it. Uh, but there's a scene in towards the end of the first episode where I go back to the, the 72-year-old who got a facelift to show her the surgery on my phone. And I, I, you know, I've not seen someone go off as much as she, she just could not, it was, she just could not believe it was incredulous that that was her face. And, yeah. and you know, and his hand was inside her skin and she just could not comprehend. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's in, amazing. You're talking to us the day after we had a chat yesterday, Matt O'Kine here thinking of, shaving the top of the dome when it comes to the receding hairline. It's time, Todd. It's time. I can't I can't I know, keep man. pretending I anymore, know. you know? Because the male re- hair regrowth industry, as you mentioned, one of the fastest growing, What? It, well, as far as monetary concerns go. And but, um, what, do, you, do you know what? what? You? No, no. Fastest <laughs> is not very fast growing at all. The industry is very slow and sparsely growing. But no, Daiso, I'll tell you something. Uh, someone who I know, a friend, mm-hmm. like a friend of mine, you know, we're acquaintances, pretty good acquaintances, they slid into the – actually, two people mm. have secretly slid into the DMs. One, another popular comedian who said, you know, you, you, you can take medication for what you – you know, the mm. balding stuff, and I'm just letting yep, you know now. And, and a second person said, just letting you know, I you know, I got hair transplants. They're really good. 
Um, it was super easy. Just needed to wear a hat for a couple of weeks and like, you know, and voila, it was all done. And I was, I found it really interesting that it, there's this sort of battle between a lot of people about being confident in how they look, but then being secretive about the work that they've yeah. done to, to look that way. Mm. First of all, Matt, you're gorgeous with or without hair. So don't, don't <laughs> <probably> <laughs> worry you. about that. But I have to say, the thing you're talking about is covered in, the, in one, of the, one of the stags where this young man who is a swinger is uh, using finasteride because he's been recommended by a doctor to take this pill, which does slow the loss of hair. It doesn't grow. Nothing grows your hair. Nothing. There's nothing. It's all false advertising. The only thing that can do that is a hair transplant. And even that sits at roughly, you know, just over closer to 60% chance of those hairs staying. So, and, and if they stay, they may look, often they look really weird. Mm. But more and more men, because we are conditioned to believe that real men have hair. It's mm. just, but that is conditioned over time, well, through culture, but also really conditioned through advertising, through what we, what we see around us, who we see in social media. And that's one of the big points of the show, which is we are determined neurologically, partly by what we see by what we surround ourselves with, because the brain is plastic. It neurologically adapts to its environment. So if you're always seeing edited photos, white, thin, um, full of hair, symmetrical, with, with flawless skin, if you're surrounded by that, the majority of that, by the way, is filtered, <laughs> then you start to believe that that's the norm. And your brain starts to adapt, believing that you're the outlier. And that's the problem. And that's what we're talking about in this series. Yeah, it's a really interesting series. Mirror Mirror is its name. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday nights, uh, you can see it on Channel 10. Uh, yeah, I'd recommend going on it. It's a really interesting exploration of uh, if if the image is the problem or how we think about the image is is the problem. And I really love how you just, as you said, no judgment going through looking at the people who are experiencing these particular issues because everyone has to a certain extent thinks about it and uh, worries about it. And yeah, Todd, we appreciate you uh, jumping on and chatting to us about it today on All Day Breakfast. Don't do it, Matt. Don't do it, Matt. Don't do it, Matt. I've bought the shavers, Todd. I've made the decision. I'm gone. <laughs> He's going Cheers, full Todd. Jason Statham. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, All right. exactly. Me and Vin Diesel in the, uh, in the crew. No, nah, thanks, Heaps, Todd. I really appreciate it. All right. Cheers. Did I mention that I called in the Father's Day request, Alex Dyson? What? No. I didn't know the Father's Day you got to request. I thought you had to uh, deal with whatever your uh, your kids threw at you. Well, that's what you think. And literally, uh, it was a piece of carrot cake is what Sophia threw at me <laughs> um, <laughs> while we were eating some snacks in the morning. But uh, but no, then they go down for two hours, okay? Yeah, yeah nap time still. And that's when it's it's, you know... Your world is that's your when, oyster. That's okay? when daddy comes out to play. Exactly. So I could, you know, going to cash in my Father's Day check, can do whatever I want. Do you know what? I? This is how old I am, Alex Dyson. All right. I said, can we please, all right, not make another baby? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want to double down on the dad. <laughs> no, no, not. You know, cruise around in my convertible for a while or go fix something up in the shed. Nope, 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 nope. What did you want to do, Matt? It was your day. I wanted to have Margarita play Yahtzee and watch 
another episode of Love It All Listed Australia. Okay, now that is where I'm at in my life. I used to get lit in raves, man. I used to rave in the cave till the dawn. Right. Now I'm watching (laughs) Neil Whitaker knocking down walls, all right? But... It was margarita time, so mm. I was like, okay, let's have a margarita. Nice nice Sunday Arvo Margie. Mm. Um, we had a bunch of old dud limes in the uh, in the fridge and they weren't producing much much juice, right? Man, I hate Bell a dud lime. Hate one. Oh, you're, you're squeezing everything and it's and it's just like an old dribbly shower head, just nothing, <laughs> just like just, just pathetic droplets, yeah. right? And... Um, and then, and the, but then Bell had like a, a big lime, one big good one, and and I thought it, it was it was the size it was the size of an orange almost it was huge. Okay. And so I chopped it in half and I put it in a like um, this treasured lemon squeezer. Have you seen those l- yellow? Yeah, lemon I know the squeeze one. thing. It's sort of like a, a con concave sort of uh, thing, and you squeeze it and it gets it all out. Exactly. Huey made them famous, <laughs> all right? He would always squeeze his lemon juice with one of those. And anyway, this lime was, was so big, I'm sitting there and I'm trying to squeeze this half of it. I'm like, oh, this is a good lime. It's looking good. Getting ready for my Margies and my Yahtzee and my love it or list it. And as I squeezed the lime, the bloody handle snapped. Oh, dear. And Belle then got angry at me because she uses it every morning. Oh, dear. So suddenly we're having this like, <laughs> well, I didn't mean to snap the handle of your favourite lemon juicer. The mood's completely killed, you know. Love it or list, it's playing in the background. We've we've lost the first viewing of the house. Neil's destroying wa- walls. You're destroying <laughs> lemon squeezers. And it was just one of those things. Like, can't even the little things in lockdown. Yeah, get I ruined. Mean, I mean, that's particularly annoying because there is no other way to get juice out of citrus. <laughs> so I mean, you. You are really struggling there, man. I don't don't know know what what you're going to do. do. It it was, yeah, the worst day ever. No, that was the worst (laughs) Father's Day of all time. Well, I just wanted to say RIP to our treasured lemon juice, which stood by us for a very long time and uh, was brought to us by Nanny Lynn, Belle's mum. And uh, we thank you for the present. And yeah, we're sorry that it's ended like this. Just armless. Well, I'd also like to say a few words uh, for something I lost recently. Just a little bit pre-lockdown five in Melbourne. Woods and I take a uh, little road trip to the country. So quaint, so peaceful, and a lot of homewares shops. Okay. Now, Dyson is not known for purchasing homewares. In fact, (laughs) when I first moved for my full-time job, slinging hot tuners on the radio... I did buy a $79 kitchen pack, which lasted me basically my whole life. Oh, and that's one of those packs that has everything from your big saucepan right down to your littlest spoon, isn't it? You had your bottle opener, it had your pots, it had your pans, it had your peelers, it had everything. Okay. The only thing it didn't have was quality, but you think that let me... You think that turned me off? No. All right. But we're down in the country, we're out of lockdown, I haven't bought anything, and then suddenly... A big old roasting pan sort of Ooh. is highlighted from the heavens. A single beam of light goes onto it. Half price didn't hurt either. So um, picked that one up, used it once, 
literally the other day in the kitchen, pull it out of the cupboard, going to pop my roast spuds in, the little handle at the end, hitch the bench, shatters. One use. <laughs> I didn't even have time to get to know it, Matt. I mean, you, at least you had a few good years with your lemon squeezer. I barely knew, my boy. Just, I'm just thinking of all the roasts we could have had together, you know, man? You know, Are you going to make yeah. another purchase or, or is, it, is it meant to be? You're just supposed to be roastless. Well, it's one of those things, like, I think I'll never love another thing again. <laughs> But it's when they bring a brand new puppy home after the old dog's gone off to the big old <laughs> kennel in the sky. I think I'll, there'll be a bit more love at first sight. Maybe when that happens, but it's too soon. I just, I'd feel bad replacing it that quickly. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, look, we asked, we hit up our Instagram at matt.n.alex and uh, we put out a little message asking you, what did you want to say goodbye to? And Lily got in touch. Hey guys, Lily from Melbourne here. I would just like to say RIP to my household iron and fellow ironing board. You were rarely used at the best of times pre-COVID, but now you've permanently relocated to the back of the cupboard, likely forever. I have fond memories of ironing collared shirts and my fancy pants, but now that I'm working from home indefinitely, you serve no purpose. And if the time does arise that I need a crease seen to, there is really nothing shower steam can't fix. Hard rubbish collection is on its way. Oh my god! <laughs> I got to pour one out of that small little plastic water thing <laughs> onto the ground. <laughs> Because that is heartbreaking, Lily. Um, goodness gracious. Look, well, we wish look, you all the best. Get in touch with us if you want to say RIP to any of your household items or just anything. Maybe you're saying goodbye to your car or... Um, a Ferris wheel. Yeah. And, uh, and tell us, you know, maybe you had a name for it or what mm. you particularly used it for, your fondest memory with it. Keep in touch at matt.and.alex. Thanks again to Todd Sampson for joining us today. Hopefully you'll be able to check out Mirror Mirror and, um, yeah, be happy in your own skin. That's what I, I think. That's what it's after, all about. Matt O'Kine. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my hair shaver to get through. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting that cut done, baby. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time on All Day Breakfast. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Listener.